0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Royal Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. <laughs> thank you for joining us today here on Coffee with Zach and Russ. Hello again, and we do want to welcome you back to Coffee with Zach and Russ. And as always, we thank you for being here with us, and we hope you have had a good, um, I guess, winter holiday season it definitely is upon us here in the Kansas City area with several inches of snow on the ground and school and snow days coming in one after another. And so it's just that time of year. Um, our topic that we want to look at this, uh, uh, today is one that's, uh, I'm actually preparing something like this for a sermon here soon, but looking at uh, being, going from being selfish to selfless. And like I was telling Zach, I did uh, this lesson for Vacation Bible School way back in 2011. And so that makes me feel old thinking about how long ago that was. Um, That's over 10 years. Wow, that's over 10 years. I am old. Um, But, but, uh, you know, and the reason I I, I thought about this and I thought about this lesson for, you know, Lord willing, Sunday night we'll have it if we don't get just blizzard in, um, looking at, moving away from selfishness is because i think it's always a struggle because sometimes we can be selfish and not know it you know some i'll be perfectly honest i can be oblivious that sometimes i say things that sounds earlier i'm like oh that sounded a little selfish didn't it or i did something like and that wasn't i could handle that better um and so you know trying to move away from being selfish and and and, you know, we think about some of the people we see in the world around us today, You know, we look at Hollywood, and there are some, there are a few, I will say, you probably don't hear about them um, a whole lot, and maybe it's one of the reasons, but there are a few people in Hollywood who actually are actually not as selfish as some others, I should say. You know, you see, uh, you know, men and women here are very giving, and, and they they have, you know, a lot of funds, obviously, and so they, they donate to a lot of different things, they can involve in different things, Um and that's very, very much a, a selfless act if they're doing it for the right reason. Um, and then we have, you know, we have selfish people in the sense of, of bosses sometimes. That's one I remember. Uh, I've worked with a few bosses over the years who are very selfish, very demanding of people, Um and only thinking about themselves, and and so we have a lot of examples of that. And and before we get into looking at some signs of selfishness, I'm going to let Zach have anything like in way of introduction or this this next point here, as we consider this idea of moving from selfishness to selfless.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's you know really an important thing to to consider. And, you know, I consider just a couple of Bible verses as we think about introduction here. You know, we always need to examine ourselves. Paul would tell them in Corinth, uh, they're in Second Corinthians there in the last chapter that, you know, they needed to test themselves. They need to examine themselves uh, in that context to see if they're the faith. But when you talk about this, you know, we need to examine ourselves uh, to understand about, you know, are we are we a selfish uh, individual? And. We'll talk about it more as we get into our lesson, but, you know, there's people in scriptures uh, that they had selfish, selfish actions and some of those individuals, it cost them their life. You know, I think about uh, Ananias and Sapphira there in Acts chapter number five. uh, Part of what they did was selfish. They were thinking about themselves and no one else.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of examples of that of of selfish things, and and um, <clears throat> we have to, like I say, no, I have to uh, try to be uh, more aware of that because sometimes we can we can do things that we don't think about at the time that can be cons- uh, contrived or, or viewed as being selfish. You know, think about Ephesians chapter five. As we get to our first point, looking at some signs of selfishness. And, uh, you know, one of the things we can do, and I say this kind of jokingly, uh, but if you were to ask your spouse if you are selfish or if you are selfish at times, what would they say? And I think in all reality that probably most of us would say, well, they're probably going to say at least sometimes that, yes, we are selfish. (coughs) As I look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 28, the Bible says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You know, if we love our wives, we will strive to be those who are not selfish. I mean we there'll be times we're gonna uh, be selfish or some of our be perhaps viewed as being selfish, even that wasn't our intent. But to be, you know, a, a good husband or a good friend or, or you know, a good father, we, we can't be selfish. Yes, we can do things for ourselves without being selfish, do things we enjoy without being selfish. But as you look at Ephesians 5 and verse 28, I think about this idea when he says here, so husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. This reminds me a lot of the golden rule. You know, if you love your wife, you'll treat her as you would like to be treated. Uh, you know, you won't just... Uh, go off and do your own thing, you know, constantly. Um, you won't, you know, just, it, the world is bigger than me, myself, and I, so to speak. And so Ephesians chapter 5 really makes me think of that when I look at verse 28. Um, and then and then again here, um, and I'll, I'll read this verse and let uh, Zach had anything in like. But Galatians 2, would help I turn over there. Galatians chapter 2, if you look at verse, uh, verse 20 there, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's only where I who live that Christ lives in me. This is a very selfless statement. And I know Zach is why you heard me say this, and I mentioned it actually in the Bible class last night. And that is, you know, hear people say, I want to be more like Paul or I want to be more like Jesus. Uh while those are good things to say, we better understand what that entails. And entails being very selfless. And we find in verse 20 of Galatians 2, he says it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, which means what I do in this life is not based upon my own selfish desires. Those are things for us to consider. Go ahead, Zach.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I love the Apostle Paul's attitude there in Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 20 because, you know, he was, you know, looking. To sacrifice for Christ, and you know, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, you know, we have to do that that self evaluation. Am I looking to sacrifice uh, on the behalf of others? You know, I was. We were talking with my kids the other day. We were doing a Bible study. I say the other day. This has probably been several months ago, uh, but we were talking about just agape love and what it means. You know, to have agape love, that sacrificial uh, type love. You know, you see Christ; he was willing to sacrifice uh, for others. He he wasn't concerned necessarily about his own will. You know, we joked in the house. I said, you know, I'll make the sacrifice and I'll let Sarah eat all the broccoli. And you know, I'll make that sacrifice and I don't have
0: to eat the broccoli.
1: <laughs> and of course, we said, well, that's not true sacrifice because I'm not. I don't like broccoli anyway. But the idea of are we sacrificing for others or are we concerned solely about ourselves? And, you know, you, you see this in Scripture where people are solely concerned about themselves. You think about what Jesus is dealing with in the Sermon on the Mount when you get to Matthew chapter 6. Now, these people weren't uh, necessarily just concerned about themselves, but you see the attitude uh, that they had uh they were worrying about well verse number 25 jesus tells them therefore i say unto you take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor for your body what ye shall put on it is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment and you know he goes he's going to go on through that discourse and say that you know god is taking care of you but you know do we get caught up in well what am i going to eat what am I going to wear? What am I going to have? And oftentimes we lose sight of others. You know, Paul would say in Galatians chapter six and verse number 10, uh, therefore, as you have opportunity, do good unto all men. Notice he doesn't say do good unto yourself. He says, do good unto all all men. And then of course, you know, especially those of the household of faith. But what I find really interesting, the verse prior to that, in verse number nine, he says, don't grow weary of doing good. And so, you know, we have to evaluate ourselves. Uh, Am I concerned with my own thoughts, my own desires, or do I care about others as well? And so, you know, there's what we would sometimes call maybe the obvious signs of selfishness. But then you know, there's other things, just kind of moving into our next point here, there are other things that individuals do that show that they're selfish, but they don't realize that's what it shows. And you know, you you hate to bang on the you hate to bang on the attendance drum, right? Uh but man, when you stop to consider a Sunday evening worship service to miss that for no other reason than just to miss it that's selfish you know one of the purpose of assembling together we go over to uh go over to Hebrews chapter 10 and you know the verse that that you're thinking about there but but when you consider Hebrews chapter 10, and oh, hit the wrong button, not Hebrews chapter 12, need Hebrews 10, digital Bibles are, are great. You know, Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25, talks about not forsaking the assembly. But if you back up to verse number 24, what does it say? Let us consider one another to provoke unto love, and to good works. Do you realize that when I choose to miss a Sunday evening worship, when I choose to miss a Wednesday night Bible study, when I choose to miss fill in the blank, just because I don't want to be there, you know what I haven't done? I have not taken my fellow brother or sister in Christ into consideration. In other words, I was selfish in that decision. You know, when we come together, it's to edify one another. It's to build up one another. It's to encourage one another. And I've made the statement, well, I don't need encouragement from you. I don't need to be built up from you. And oh, by the way, I don't want to build you up. I don't want to encourage you. That's a very, although we sometimes probably wouldn't think of it this way, that's a very selfish attitude to have.
0: hmm You know, and you think about... You think about this idea of selfishness, like you said, this, the attendance thing, you know, you, see, you know, I say you beat that drum all you want because it's it's been an issue since, you know, the time that, since the church has been established. I mean, that's why what is said there in Hebrews 10 is said, because it's obviously an issue. You know, I think about uh, Luke chapter 9, going back to verse 57, keeping in mind that the Lord is, The people are approaching the Lord and the Lord is replying to them. And so you look at Luke 9 verse 57 says, Now it happened as a journey journey on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Whenever you tell Jesus that, we're going to find he's going to check you on that, right? Uh, In verse 58 he says, the Bible says, And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Now, we would say today that he's basically saying he has nowhere to rest. He has nowhere to sleep, right? And look what happens in in verse 59. He says, and he said to him, uh, to another, follow me. So in verse verse 58, what he's telling us here, verse 59 uh, deals with another. Um, Verse 58 is telling us that you have people here telling him, I'll follow follow you wherever you go, verse 57. But in verse 58, he's saying, yeah, you say all that, but I don't even have a place to rest, right? In verse 59, and he said to another, there's another person now, he says, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Excuses, excuses, you know, just reveal selfishness. 61 says here of Luke chapter 9, and another also said to him, Lord, I'll follow you. But first, let me go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no. He says, no one, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God uh, and there's all there's all kinds of excuses I know in one example uh he one says you know i have, see I have, I, I have taken a wife so so I cannot go <laughs> that one's my favorite um but you know another was you know I must go check uh, about land, I must go see it or something of like that nature, whatever it was um all excuses right, and excuses are a result because we are being selfish. Mm-hmm. If we are able to do something, and it is a it is something that is would be pleasing the sight of God, be beneficial, all those types of things, and we have the ability, we have the time, all those kinds of things, and we say, no, I can't do it, when in reality we can, it's selfishness. And that's what we find here. I mean, just follow me. Well, I have to go do this. I have to go do this. And things change so quickly. And, you know, it's like exactly the same with the attendance thing. It's amazing. How to me, people can be fine all day long, you know, five days a week and come Saturday, Saturday night to get that 24 hour bug that's going to last through just through Sunday evening. And once you know it, it comes around again on Wednesday. Yeah, it's a big shocker. Now, the first one who catches onto that is God. Uh, You know, it's amazing how sometimes I think in our selfishness, we think God is God is stupid. Uh, You know, we we treat him as if he's ignorant. I mean, this is the creator of all things. Yeah, I'm sure he won't catch on to that 24-hour bug idea. Um, And it's selfishness. It's selfishness. And it it rears its head in so many different ways. And our next point, and the, the last one we'll look at for our time together today anyway, is looking at problems that develop because of selfishness. Now, we've already touched on this some. But selfishness, it affects us as individual christians it affects our families it affects the local congregations it affects our friends it affects uh, you know our our family such as our own you know those who are moved out of the house our immediate family is our wife and our children but it will affect our own mother and father our brothers and sisters all kinds of things selfishness affects so much it also affects our job you know i, I think one of the reasons we have the the employment problem we do is because of selfishness. People don't want to get up and go to work. Um, Matthew chapter six and and uh, Zach has already alluded to this uh, some earlier, but Matthew chapter six and verse twenty four. Matthew six, not yeah. Matthew chapter six and verse twenty four. Electronic Bible, right? Zach. Matthew right. six, verse twenty four says here. If it'll come up here. Uh, no one can serve two masters. He will hate the one and love the other. Either be loyal to the one and despise or he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And the following verses deals with uh, the things that we need. But Matthew chapter six and verse twenty-four deals with the idea here of we cannot serve two two gods. And the, the world can definitely be a god. And we can make excuses, we're not serving God as we could as we should. And then many times it can come right back to being selfish. Now I'm gonna hush you up and let Zach anything like as we look at this idea of selfishness.
1: Well, you know, you talk about problems that develop because of selfishness, and you were you know, you were making mention of, you know, it causes trouble everywhere. It it causes trouble in uh I think a word you hit on was relationships. You know, relationship with God, relationship with your spouse, relationship with uh, employee, relationship with you name it. Selfishness causes trouble, and you think about. We'll just think about this for a second. I, I kind of want to look at this from a different point. You know, what if the Son of God? Was selfish and think about the trouble that would cause if the son of God was selfish. What if when Jesus got to the earth and he's going about his earthly ministry, he's doing the will of the father. He gets right up to the week before he's supposed to go to the cross and Christ decides, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go to the cross. I'm not going to uh, bear the, the penalty for the world's sins. I'm just not going to do it. Well, what kind of trouble would that cause? Well, we would have no forgiveness of sins. And so I think about selfishness just in that sense that you boil it down. It's a sin problem. You know, something I learned a long time ago from a Bible class teacher And it probably wasn't original to her. But when you examine your life, and they use the acronym uh, JOY, J-O-Y, and they said put Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Well, when you have selfishness, it reverses that. People put themselves first. And when when you put yourselves first, uh, all sorts of problems – all sorts of problems arise. Uh, and again, you, you have those different relationships. But, you know, and you even made reference to this earlier. You know, sometimes uh, we get into what we're doing and we want to think that uh, that God is oblivious to our actions. We know Jesus says something, again, referencing the Sermon on the Mount. In, in Matthew chapter uh, number 6, and I did a lesson on this on these series of verses, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, and I entitled that lesson, Why Do You Do What You Do? And Jesus says here in Matthew chapter six, verse number one, take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. therefore when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And so why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you giving these alms? Is it to be seen of men or is it, to do what's right. And what you see, those that are doing it to be seen of men, why are they doing it? So they can get the pat on the back, so they can make themselves feel good. Well, when you think about it, it's a selfish action, and a selfish action, but who knows the motives behind all things? God does. Mm-hmm. God knows if you're being selfish or not. God knows if you're being sincere. And so when it's it's up to us Make the choice, be selfish or not.
0: You know, you're exactly right. I think about Matthew six uh, a lot. And and just like you were saying, if we do things for the wrong reason, it ruins, no matter what good thing we do, if we do it for the wrong reason, it it makes it basically worthless. You know, you can, if you help someone on the side of the road with a flat tire, that's a great thing to do. But if you take a selfie that you're gonna post online later to show about what you did, you just ruined it. Um, you know, I, I've seen people who they will take pictures of their husband who've done such things and they're bragging on them. That's totally different. Not what we're talking about. They're bragging on how, 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 you know, they're great example by doing this, this, that, and that. they're not being selfish, not promoting themselves. They're, they're trying to encourage others and they're being encouraged by that selfless act of doing that. But like you were saying, you know, so much, so much can, can be ruined by doing it for the wrong reason, you know, and we, we look at, at uh, this final little tidbit here of how, about selfishness. We looked at it, you know, the, the spiritual problems of it and the various things that affects our relationships and things as well as we're getting into that. we already talked about selfishness with between a husband and a wife, and we can see, uh, we touched on it anyway, how we can see it from Ephesians 5, verse 28, we don't love our wife. If we're being selfish, uh, we're, we're not going to be loving our wife properly. In Ephesians chapter 6, and verse 4, this relates to children as well where he tells us here in Ephesians 6 and verse 4, And your fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in training and admonition of the Lord. For selfish, we're not going to bother with training our children. Admonition, actually, that word there, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm going to look this up again, but I believe it is a reference to encouragement. So you, uh, it's a, it says here, admonition or exhortation. And it also encourages the idea of a mild rebuke or warning. So you correct them and you encourage them how? using the word of God as well. So when when you're raising up your children and you're teaching them how, how to live and how to act and all those kinds of things, when they mess up, like they're going to, um, we correct them and we show them using God's word. This is why you don't do that. This is why we do do this and don't do that. And what are we doing? We're, we're this that admonition. It's that mild rebuke. It's that exhortation. The word exhortation actually means uh, to build up. Uh, and so you're building them up. How? using God's word. And so you're training them and building them up in the Lord, bring them up in a training and admonition of the Lord. You're building them up in the Lord. And if we don't do that, Well, put it this way. we can fail to do that when we're being selfish. You know, when, when we're, when we rather, um, do anything but spend time with our children. Sometimes we're being selfish uh, when we when we'd rather just you know not have a awkward conversation with our child that need over a topic that needs to be addressed because we're being selfish. We say, well, we'll let you know we'll let my wife talk to him, or as a wife, you know, a wife might say, we'll let my my husband talk to him, or you know, sometimes it's not because they are more. Uh, they are maybe more apt to talk about it or have better insight than we might. It's sometimes just because we're just being selfish. We don't want to do it. We're being lazy. Um, You know, selfishness will not get off the couch to build up our children, will not get off the couch to help our, 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 our spouse or build up our spouse or to help others. Selfishness will also keep us at home when we should be laboring for the Lord. You know, with with anything in our life, the first person that knows when we when something is not right is most. I would say us, but sometimes that's not true. We don't notice that something's wrong, and so God would be the one who noticed it first. And so those are some thoughts for us to think about. Now I'm gonna let Brother Zach anything you like, and we're gonna close out when we come back next time, Lord willing. We'll look at some uh, some cures for selfishness. And how, you know, how we can move from selfishness to selflessness. What is that?
1: Uh, I would just say in closing, as we, you know, consider some of the things that we've dealt with uh, in our podcast today about selfishness. You know, it, it really got me to thinking, well, when you take selfishness and you boil it down, what's it boiled down to? It boils down to pride. It's all about me. And about nobody else. And as I was thinking about pride, I couldn't help but think about uh, Luke 18, where Jesus there gives the the illustration of the tax collector uh, and the Pharisee. And if you remember the, the Pharisee, as he goes up uh, to the temple to pray. Uh, He was thanking God that he wasn't as other men. He was thanking God that he wasn't uh, unjust or an adulterer or or even as this publican. And he's doing it out in the open, a very open way. He's being very selfish uh, in his statement, being very prideful in his statement. Of course, you know, then the the publican goes and offers his prayer and he wouldn't even look up to heaven. At the end of that, uh, Jesus says that, you know, the publican went to his house just uh, rather than the other man. And, of course, you know, you think about uh, Proverbs 16, 18, pride goeth before destruction. And so if we find ourselves with a selfish attitude, it's something that we need to check. If someone brings it to our attention, because, as you said, you know, we may not even realize uh, that we're being selfish. If someone brings that to you, don't just Don't just throw it off, think about it, consider it, Uh, because if we keep that selfish prideful attitude, uh, it will result uh, in our destruction. And so I look forward to the next time that we're together uh, as we can look at, well, how can we resolve uh, this type of an attitude?
0: Well, thank you, Brother Zach. I agree 100% with, with everything you've said there. We're going to stop for our time together today. We do hope you have been enjoying this program. I hope to see you again here on Coffee with Zach and Russ as we continue looking at the idea of moving from selfishness to selflessness. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting us at org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.